0: I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report, making a stop at the Center for Dairy Research on the UW-Madison campus. The Center for Dairy Research, also known as CDR, is world-leading in product development, contract research, and training services. The center is supported by dairy farmer checkoff Dollars. CDR director and professor John Lucy joins us. He tells me about the research and short courses happening inside the -the state-of-the-art facility. CDR is also a part of the dairy business Innovation Alliance, which just announced another round of grants for dairy businesses across the Midwest, including Wisconsin. John tells me about those dollars.
1: Yes, yeah, so it's been a very exciting last couple of years here. So we totted up the numbers for how many grants we've uh, given out over the last four or five years, and we've had over 500 applications from across our region. Now we cover 11 states from as far east as Ohio to as far west as Nebraska and South Dakota and we've given out 175 awards, and that totals out to $13 million. That's the latest hot of the press numbers.
0: And the recent round was the 41 grants, totaling about $4 million. But how many applications came in this last time around? Give, give us a sense of the need.
1: Yes, we got in about 100, just shy of about 100 applications, and that's pretty standard. Pretty standard, we get in, um, maybe we'll fund somewhere between a third to a half of the applications we, we receive every time. So there's a lot of need out there.
0: Obviously, then you want to keep the, <laughs> the money coming in, right, to the DBIA. And, and that was secured, right, through through Congress. They are continuing their support.
1: Well, I think it depends on the next farm bill, too, because this was part of the last farm bill. And as we know, there isn't a current farm bill at the moment. That is still up in the air. And programs have been continued for this year, but no new additional kind of programs are starting, including our program next year. So we'll be waiting to see if this is back in the next farm bill so that it can continue into the future. So that's a a major priority for us and many of our, our stakeholders as well.
0: And when you're pushing this to lawmakers to continue the support, I I suppose it helps to have some success stories of the dairy business grant programs. Can you walk us through some of those success stories and the return on investment that we're seeing with these grants?
1: Uh, bear in mind these grants are are about just over 50% of all awards go to farmsteads. So what that means is that either these were farmers that decided to diversify their income, or they already had started a farmstead operation and were trying to expand that operation. So in terms of the overall goal of our industry, of maintaining more people, milking cows, having farms, and diversifying their business, this has been a huge success with about half of that $13 million going to those kind of programs. Not just here in Wisconsin, as you talk about building support from it, but all across our region. Of course, we've got lots of people interested in making cheese and dairy products in our state, so Wisconsin does very well out of this program, but even in the last round, I just looked at and checked in the last round, of the 11 states, nine of the 11 states got uh, awards in the last round, so this is a broad-based a program across our region. And and it's amazing. You've, you've covered some of these stories as well. So people who had an idea, but had no funds to get started, uh, this is a reimbursement grant, so we're a little bit cautious. So we ha- asked them to come up with the funds to find the money to start their business, but then we will reimburse them for that if they can start their business. Because obviously, starting out in business is kind of challenging. So we've had uh, Orfi over in Appanage for example, came in <laughs> with really just an idea about, I'm French and maybe I can make cheese, and start off with a small little um, operation. We trained them here in CDR on how to make the cheeses, and now he's off there winning awards for his uh led type of as well. You know, it's it's not just about the big guys. It's also about the small guys that really can can have a dream, start a business, and then slowly start to expand. And now he's in his, his kind of second expansion of, a, of his little facility uh, just outside Milwaukee. So, again, I think that's where we can build a kind of a grassroots program here and a revolution in our industry over the next five to ten years and really build lots of new businesses and strengthen the businesses that are already there.
0: The DBIA, it's, it's more than handing out money. I mean, you're also a resource for these businesses. What other programs do you offer them?
1: Yeah. So we have mentors as well. So we have a number of mentors and these mentors could be for helping them with their operations, such as, for example, making cheese. So we have Mike Medicheski, a retired master cheesemaker who used to work at Satori for many years. And Mike goes around to these small cheesemakers just passing on his knowledge and experience. We've also uh, hired a number of people that have business experience in running businesses because a lot of these people start a business, but they don't really know enough about, you know, business plans, management, HR. Distribution, marketing, etc. So we are we hire a number of people. Usually they're kind of retired who want to give back, who have a lot of industry experience, and and these people work with those um, small startup or farm starter actors and businesses, really helping them guide them on the way to the next step. So it's it's a combination of here at CDR, of course, we run short courses and do a lot of technical support to them and how to make high quality products, I give them lots of advice, and they come in here to perfect their recipes. But then of course we want to help. Them with some funds, as you mentioned, but also mentoring and advice as well. So it's really designed to be a kind of holistic program to give them all the support that they would need.
0: So, John, I want to get a feel for what else is coming down the pipeline now. So we talked about the programs you offer with DBIA. We talked about the grants. As you said, uh, we need to wait for another farm bill before we know if those grants will continue. But is there money left in the pipeline? Are you going to do another grant round in 2024? We we,
1: we still have from our existing programs. uh, We still have funds and we will be doing more programs. Um, but these programs, usually they run for about a two to three year uh, window so we still have some existing ones from, from even the ones that were funded in this past year. So, But we're we obviously very keen to see the overall program continue into the future. I think it's been a huge success. You asked about success. I look at success, it's not about massive numbers of jobs, but building viable new businesses across our rural communities for farmers and for these communities. These are hugely impactful and most, I would say, big trend we've seen in the grant applications is local milk and local dairy products in their local communities supplying their region. They may not compete with the massive mega brands across our country, but they're, they're really serving local interest and local needs and really making stronger businesses. That, that's really important for our fabric of our rural communities.
0: TBIA is a partnership between the Center for Dairy Research and the Wisconsin Cheesemakers Association. I want to zoom in now to, to just the Center for Dairy Research and talk about the goings on here on campus. First, you've got a couple of interesting short courses coming up. Some that fit uh, both industry needs, but also consumer interest, I would say, with the, the variety that you've got going on.
1: We've kind of subdivided our courses a little bit over the last couple of years. We've always done a whole bunch of cheese courses, as you mentioned, but we've really kind of zoomed in on foundation courses for like early People who are early into the business, or maybe beginner cheesemakers, or people who want to pass their license because you have to be licensed to make cheese in the state of Wisconsin, and we call that the fundamentals or cheese fundamentals course. We offer that both in person and with COVID and all the disruptions of the last couple of years, we do online and self study versions as well. And we found a lot of people like that because they can do it on their own time and at their own pace, and they can really zoom in and parts and delay and, and think about the questions and think about the parts of it. But of course, with the with the grad new facility we have here at, at Babcock Hall with all the pilot and cheese facilities. A core part of our, our training has been able to bring people in and actually make cheese with them and show them how the process works and show them every step of the process. So we have created advanced cheese courses and over the past year we've done advanced American style. So that's all your cheddars and Colby's etc. And then we have done advanced Italian style. So you think about your mozzarella's, your Parmesan's etc. And then the layout one we did was advanced artisan which was which we kind of grouped together a number of cheeses like wash curd cheeses like Limburger and Havarti's and things like that that are all kind of washes or other kind of steps in it as well and all of them are very popular and all of them hugely attended and the thing we tried to do too with these advanced courses is we we, we decided to add a whole bunch of new features into it one of them is we, we gave um, each of the classes broke them into groups and gave them all Problems to solve are defects to evaluate and figure out what caused this defect, whether it was a flavor defect or a texture or a color or something or a crystal that we didn't really expect in it. They had to kind of problem solve that, figure out what caused it, and then what corrective actions would be if they were running this plant due to it. Real world kind of problems for them, rather than just lecture to them we really wanted them to get thinking about how to do it. And then they had to present it the all class. So <laughs> I know you're a grad of <laughs> UW. It's very much what we do for our students here as well, get them very actively involved in the learning process. And and in fact, over the last couple of courses, we've been in our cheese making trials. We have kind of designed cheese making that maybe wasn't the optimum. We purposely made things that were really not going to give us the best quality cheese. And then we pushed our students to say, what would you do? How would you fix this? What would you?" suggest if this is not going as expected what would you suggest we change or modify to get it to work again trying to get them to be the strong critical thinkers when they go out to, to, to industry and back to, to really deal with these problems every day
0: and John it's not just about the cheese making there's also the cheese sampling classes that you're offering having the, the critical taste buds you need to judge cheese that's coming up in March and and that's got to draw more than just people already in the industry
1: so we do a, a variety of courses for, for for different audiences. So for example, if, if you're more like a foodie or your restaurant or you're just people who sell cheese or work with uh, the sector, so we do World of Cheese, which is really takes you back to the farm too. Where does the milk come from? It takes you to a cheese plant so you can actually see cheese being made because you may not know much about that. And then you come in here and we talk about all the different varieties and you taste all these different varieties and we make several of those varieties. So it's really to give you a scope from farm to plant to kind of the product and, and do that. And, and a lot of people come in from that who maybe are not expert cheesemakers, but they really want to know more about it. But we, we also do, as you mentioned, cheese grading, which, of course, here in Wisconsin, you have to be licensed to grade. So it's a serious kind of business for, for companies. And what grading really means is really being able to kind of judge this cheese is going to be good for shredding or this cheese will make a mature cheese if it's aged out for six months or nine months. Somebody's got to make that decision, and it's kind of a very skilled decision to be able to judge how this cheese is going to perform. And if it doesn't look good, and, and for some reason, uh, that, that grader should be able to go back to the cheese um, guy and the cheese maker and the production manager and say, hey, I think we should be changing this on the next batch. You know, maybe the moisture is too high. Maybe it's a little bit too acid and give feedback to it. So that's a very important function. But then there's also people we've introduced a class on cheese judging. So that's for shows and competitions. A lot of people are interested, how do you judge? What's What are people looking for? Because obviously if a company puts forward a cheese and they win awards, it's a huge thing for their for them. It can lead to great new businesses. And they're trying to understand more about what is involved in all of that. And we do it because people. we want to make sure people can do this and give feedback within their plant and improve the quality of their products too. So we, we cover all of the above and terms of giving that knowledge and experience. And, and one thing I would say about our short courses, is we also bring in industry experts, people who we know and trust, who have a lot of knowledge and experience, who come in and help us to deliver all of these short courses as well. Very important part of it. They want to give back as well.
0: John, I, in the last couple of minutes here, I want to get a feel for also the research going on on campus. We talked about the wide variety of businesses that you work with. We talked about the variety of courses that you offer industry and students. Well, now tell us uh, the variety of research that's happening behind the CDR doors.
1: Well, we, we I just finished a PhD student this week, and, and mozzarella is still very important. Obviously, it's the largest cheese-produced uh, variety here in the U.S., and we continue to look at ways to control the functionality of it and add new kind of measures to how to control it in terms of functionality and performance. We have students working on what how what is blistering and how why does it form? You'd you'd think that we'd be very on top of that. We know a lot about browning and blistering and things like cheeses like mozzarella, but this is a deeper dive into the kind of material science behind something like blistering. And we also are looking at fresh uh, cheese curds, squeaky cheese curds, and why is it so squeaky? And recording the sounds of it and working with the 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 audiology department here that record music and sounds, and they're helping us analyze that and figure out what is it about early cheese that's just been made that really is squeaky. And why does it lose this squeak? The idea there is if we can figure that out, maybe we can have cheese curds, uh, fresh squeaky cheese curds that can last more than a few days. So we're, we're, we're familiar with it here in the Midwest, but most of the U.S. does not know what a f- real fresh squeaky cheese curd. So we're, we're on trying to understand the science of it with the hope that maybe we can make something that will last longer and then we can sell it across the U.S., And over the last five or ten years, we've done a lot of work on helping uh, extend the shelf life of cheese, mainly for an export purposes here. So we know that we're exporting maybe about 5 or 6% of our cheese f- from the U.S., but over the next 10 or 20 years, we'd like to really increase that percentage of our cheese that we can uh, sell to the world. And so we have studied all kinds of cheese varieties that are targets, are potential ones for export, including um, mozzarella and cream cheese, and cheddar for processing. And we've done all kinds of research projects to kind of say, well, it's pretty good for maybe for mozzarella for two months, but could we make it six months? Could we make it eight months that it still melts, shreds, etc.? And we have all kinds of ways and approaches to do that. So that's part of our kind of ongoing activity to go then work with companies who say, look, I got a market, but how can I get this performance for that period of time? And we can go through the various kind of procedures and recipes we've developed here as well. So lots of cool kind of exciting work going on uh, here at the CDR.
0: John Lucy along with us. He's the director of the Center for Dairy Research and he's a professor at UW-Madison speaking to the research happening at the World Class Facility. In addition to research, the center is also hosting a variety of training courses for folks in the dairy industry and people who are just fascinated with cheese. CDR is also a part of the Dairy Business Innovation Alliance, which just announced another 41 dairy businesses who will get a total of $4 million to grow grow innovate, and support the rural economy. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.